Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Jamie. Welcome to the very first edition of my new preview show, The Walkthrough. Uh, we'll be doing this every week, generally on Wednesdays, uh, just talking about the team that the Charters are going to play this week. So this is the inaugural episode, and please help me welcome our guest, uh, Wesley Coleman from... Remind me again the name of the podcast? The Dome Patrol Podcast. The Dome Patrol Podcast, who, which is part of our network. Uh, Wesley is one of our one of our colleagues at the FFSN network that we just joined back in April. So, Wesley, welcome. Thanks for being my guest on the first show. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Uh, really excited to uh, be talking about football. And we're actually talking about real football games with uh, opposing players playing against each other on the same field. It's pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, we just broke down the Chargers um, depth chart yesterday, kind of previewed the Rams game a little bit. So nice to be talking about some football. And uh, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and get started talking about the Saints. So yeah, so the big the big move this season for the Saints, obviously, was the addition of Derek Carr. So why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, expectations for Carr, what kind of an impact he's made on the team already in training camp and just how he's fit in so far with the team. Um, first of all, he's fit in incredibly well. Um, he's stepped in and been exactly what you think a veteran quarterback should do and how they should act coming to the team. Um, even a player like Michael Thomas, who's a, a leader in his own right and a, a big voice in your locker room, has said, that's our leader, and we love to have him, and he's sending us in the right direction. Um, so he's doing that part of it, which we need, because we do have some young players uh, along with some, some, uh, some loud veterans, so we need somebody that's going to combine all that in one direction. The, the big thing in uh, where we're excited is the John Gruden offense that Derek Carr had a lot of success in 
is extremely similar. It's based on the same offense that the Saints have had success in for years. So we're putting him back in the offense where he had success. Last year, it's, you know, he was ran benched and ran out of town in Vegas. Uh, but it was no secret that Josh McDaniel was running what Josh McDaniel wanted to run, did not take input from Derek Carr, wasn't really concerned if it was anything like the offenses where Derek Carr had had um, success, and, and and obviously he didn't have success. He wasn't comfortable there. So uh, the Saints are putting him in a position to run in the offense where he's had success. We've actually even brought in John Gruden for meetings and had John Gruden and our head coach and offensive coordinator and Derek Carr in meetings just kind of working on burbage and uh, opinions of what works best. You know, hopes are really high, um, and it's easy to look at this situation and be a fan and ignore what happened last year and say it was a bad situation and say he he could have a career year. We're putting him back uh, in the best uh, situation to succeed. Cool. Um, so tell me, you know, what are your expectations right now for Derek Carr in terms of how you think he's going to elevate the offense? What you know? What 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 his season is going to look like statistically? Things like that. Yeah, um, you know, I'd predict that. Um, I think he's going to make a really good run at something in the the forty touchdown range, maybe upper thirties uh, to lower forties. Um, I'm I'm not really concerned about the interceptions. I think we're going to throw the ball quite a bit. So you know, somewhere in the 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 early teens, the thirteen to fifteen range uh, could could work on interceptions. That sounds like a big number, but if you're up there in the upper 4,000 yards and throwing 40 touchdowns, 13, 14, 15 interceptions isn't anything to, to be mad about. Um, and I think that um, it's going to really set up also um, what we're, it's going to open up a running game for us as well. We've got great receivers. Chris Olave is going to be our number one receiver this year. Um, the stuff that he needed to work on last year with just contested catches, everything else he was elite at. Um, and he has done nothing in camp but be incredible with contested catches. And then it's, you know, it's the big thing. If, if Michael Thomas is healthy for the first time in three years, there's not a better one-two punch that there would be. Michael Thomas, the last year he played football as a full, the full season, was the offensive player of the year and had 149 receptions. So I'm not saying he even needs to be that, but if he's a percentage of that and healthy for most of the year, we're going to be able to throw the ball and going to be able to open up the run as well. So you mentioned Michael Thomas. How's his how's his uh you know preseason, his camp going so far? Does he look like he's back to 100 percent? Um, I think it's probably close to hundred percent. Um he's saying uh, here's the thing. Physically, he's back at hundred percent. Mentally, he's back at hundred percent. He just needs the reps. He still hasn't had consistent reps for a few years. He is dominating every single cornerback in camp except Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> And him and Marshawn Lattimore are 50-50 going back and just battling it out, um, which has been a really exciting for the fans because you're seeing you know two of the best um, when they're at their peak battling out, like getting back to it. Every other cornerback, he's making look like they they don't play football. Um, he's looking like Michael Thomas. So um, again, we're going into the, the the start of the preseason and the, in this. So we've got a long time till till the, still almost a month to to get him 100. Um, percent Right now, it looks like he's going to be on an elite level in week one, if this keeps trending in this way. So I got a, I got a little bone to pick with you. You said okay. you think Michael Thomas and Chris Olave are number one and two, and this is a chargers podcast. I do think there are some people who are going to be listening to this, who are yeah. going to shout out Keenan Williams and Mike or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, excuse me, as a better combo. So what is it? 
what is it about the combo of Olave and and Thomas that you think puts them into that elite tier? So I'll tell you with both of those, and those are probably my two favorite combos. And I'm a huge Keenan Allen fan. Um, I think that if either one of those duos stays healthy and the other one doesn't, that's the best duo in the league. Um, I, obviously, the, the the thing the Chargers have had problems with the wide receivers has been the health as well of keeping both of them on the field. Um, so so I'd put it there. I mean, Chris Olave's got the youth, and I mean, again, Michael Michael Thomas. The last time he was healthy was the best offensive player on the planet. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to be silly and think that he's definitely going to be that guy again. And, uh, you know, I've tried to be realistic and not put all my eggs in one basket and even think that he plays all the games. I mean, I just, I, I, it's, it's hard to say, but it's that, that, that what if thing. Um, huge respect to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, though. There's, uh, I think they're right there is, is both elite receivers. And I think you can argue all kinds of ways about who's the number one. And I think that there's not many teams that have that problem. Most teams have a clear cut. This is number one. Everybody else is kind of who's the number two on this day. Is it the tight end? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can you can argue with any of those four guys being the, the number one receiver. And so, uh, I, I, I'm no disrespect to the Chargers for sure. They've got two great wide receivers. Um. So let's talk about the offense a little bit. You mentioned the passing game and how it's going to open up the running game and how you think it's going to be a prolific passing game this year. What about the offense are you concerned about or do you think has a potential to hold the team back from a production standpoint? Yeah, the, the only thing I'm concerned about is going to be offensive line health ver, health slash depth. Um, if we have and keep our starters healthy, um, we've got a great offensive line. Um, once we get beyond that and we start looking at one or two steps into injuries, I, I definitely have some concern. Um, so there's specifically one position that really sticks out. Um, it's left tackle. If Trevor Penning is healthy, I think most of our offense is going to flow through. If Trevor Penning is healthy, we've got somewhere we can run the ball and Derek Carr is going to have his blind side protected. If Trevor Penning isn't healthy, um, then then it, the guy that backs him up is somebody that I don't want starting at left tackle necessarily. And so it, it's going to really ebb and flow there. Every other position where we've got great depth, and I'm really happy with what we, how we look. So a couple of things stand out to me there. And uh, I know last year when, when Penning was in the draft, a lot of Chargers fans, myself included, wanted no part of him. Yep. So for me – hearing you say Trevor Penning is kind of the key to the offense in terms of being able to run the ball and protect Derek Carr. I'm not sure that's a position that I would want to be in. Uh, that would make me really uncomfortable. How do you feel about that? And where, where do you think he is in his development? Yeah, he, he there's no reason that we don't believe one. He's going to be an elite run blocker period. No matter what happens, it's impossible to, to see it another way, as long as he's healthy. Um, his pass blocking has been great. Um, he's going up against some young guys, going up against a veteran like Cam Jordan and, and learning. Um, but what we've seen in his development now that he's been healthy and not missing um, time, he's taking great strides. And it's, there's not even a competition um, for the left tackle position where last year when he came in as a rookie, it was you are going to fight for this position and you're you're not being labeled the starting left tackle. Our le starting left tackle is James Hurst and you've got to go take the position from him. He was injured, so he didn't take it from him. Um, but it was it was basically known coming out of uh, of training camp starting the season that even without the injury, he was not just being given that position this year. He has earned it. There's um, he's taking first and second team snaps. They're doing a lot to make sure his snaps get brought up in training camp to where from what he missed last year. 
Um, so we like what we're seeing. Um, obviously, we uh, everybody probably predicted that he was going to be in three camp fights a week or something like that. He hasn't had that <laughs> problem at all. Um, we, uh, you know, kind of some tenacity of a guy that's going to play to the whistle is uh, is a thing that we can be a, a, a fan of, and um, we're we're excited to have him. And if he can be healthy, he's there's a big part of our offense is going to ride to him. The other thing that stands out to me is you're talking about keeping the receivers healthy and keeping the offensive line healthy. And that's a conversation that we have about the chargers every year. So in a lot of ways, I feel like we're talking about the chargers, not the saints. Uh, it's giving me a little bit of a chill, uh, making me a little uncomfortable to be honest with you, but it is what it is. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the defense. What's what's going on? It sounds like just based on what you were saying about Michael Thomas and how he's faring against the secondary, that maybe there might be some current some concerns about the secondary. What what are the strengths of the defense, and what do you think are some of the things that need to be addressed on defense? No, I mean to to be fair, we're we're pretty excited about the defense, and even those cornerbacks. I mean, they're losing to Michael Thomas, so it's not too something that we're too concerned about because they're doing well against other players. Um, having Marshawn Lattimore, and then there's a great battle going on for the other cornerback between Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor. Um, Alante Taylor is just the 10 out of 10 long athlete that's super fast and can kind of make up for anything that happens and just always looks like he belongs there. And then Paulson Adebo is a, a former wide receiver, came out of Stanford, really smart um, cornerback um, that's uh, – you know, always has himself in position and um, kind of probably he's a little bit less athletic than Taylor, but um, has great hands uh, for, for getting on the ball and they, they are battling it out. And with our um, depth chart that came out, they were both listed as a starter. It, I mean, it said Paulson Adebo or Alante Taylor. It didn't list either one of them. They are neck and neck for the battle. I think that battle comes to fruition and we see what's going to happen over these next few weeks when we're actually playing games and um, referees are throwing flags. I think whoever gets the least amount of flags the next three weeks is named the starter because they both have tons of potential. Um, so I think whichever one we can put out there and isn't uh, assaulting uh, the wide receivers is probably can get it. Having said that, you know our, our um, big concern is is going to be linebacker depth. Um, Demario Davis is still an elite, one of the best linebackers in football, but he's also getting up there in age, and so the concern is always when is the time that he hits the wall. Um, so far, any amount of slowing down that's happened. Um, he's made up for with being smart, so he hasn't actually slowed down. And then, you know, last year with with Pete Werner, who was an incredible linebacker um, through the first half of the season, um, was uh, he, he got injured. And so it's whether or not he can be healthy. And behind them, we don't have a lot of depth at linebacker. Um, the, the thing that makes us feel okay is that the Saints do, they would much rather typically play five defensive backs and only two linebackers. Most of the time, we only have two linebackers on the on the field so if those guys can stay healthy we feel pretty good um but there's there's not a lot behind them and in fact the the saints um on a thursday august 10th signed uh, jalen smith the former linebacker out of notre dame that um had you know tons of his knees been rumored to be completely shot but he had a semi-healthy year last year with the giants and that that could be the 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 backup depth that we're looking for i don't know how much i believe in that because i think his leg could potentially fall off at any time but um <laughs> that's that's been our big concern is where where are we at with linebacker depth and what happens after that it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Again, major flashbacks because we're having the same issues. Um, So... If you were going to lay, lay out, you know, two offensive position battles and two defensive position battles that you're most interested in seeing unfold starting this weekend or next weekend, I guess, what uh, what would those position battles be? So it's definitely going to be um, left guard is a big one for me because we've got Andrus Pete, who's kind of the incumbent, um, who restructured his deal this offseason down to almost the veteran minimum. And we're able to move on without him after the season without any penalties whatsoever. Like he restructured this deal to stay. Um, Andrus Pete is going to be battling James Hurst for who's going to be our left guard. Um, great thing. James Hurst has played multiple positions on the line. He was our left tackle last year after Penny or before Penny went down, but after when Penny went down. If James Hurst wins that battle and is the starting left guard, it means two things for me. One, it means Trevor Penning's healthy and is playing tackle, which which is great, but it triggers James Hurst to be able to play guard who is better, who's more reliable than Andrus Pete. Andrus Pete is a huge guy that will definitely make some huge pancake blocks, but he'll also pancake himself and fall back and lay down while he gets ran over. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and I've said for years that if Andrus Pete is the worst offensive lineman on your team, you've got a pretty damn good offensive line. So I'm not trying to, but if we upgrade that worst position with James Hurst, that's, that's a huge upgrade as well. Um, and again, a big part of it is it triggers the pinning thing. Um, the other battle I'm really excited about is, you know, who's going to be, I say our, our second string running back, but who's going to be our starting running back because we're starting the year without Alvin Kamara. So the Saints knew this was going to come, and they went all out to make sure this was not going to be a problem. Last year was a huge problem because we had Mark Ingram, who was past his prime, um, should not have probably been in the NFL last year, and we had problems when Kamara wasn't healthy. We now have we signed Jamal Williams, who led the NFL running backs and touchdowns last year with 17 touchdowns for the Lions. We brought him in, number one starting quality, you know, running back. And then we drafted Kendra Miller out of TCU, who is an enormous man who is extremely fast and shows every potential to be a number one running back. Um, there could be a really good one-two punch there. Um, but it's which one of them is going to get the most carries to start, and how's it going to start, and what's it going to look like? They are different running backs also in there is neither one of them um, have had a lot of receptions in their career both of them say they can 
Both of them have been working on it in camp, and I think whichever one of them is best in the passing game is really going to help potentially who, who's going to be that starter while Kamara's out. And then it allows Kamara to play kind of different positions when he comes back, um, including maybe slot receiver and a few different multi-back um, you know, backfields. And what about defense? You mentioned the corner battle. Is there anything yeah. else going on battle position battle-wise? Yeah, the cornerback's the big one. And then the kind of the we talked about the linebacker, the backup linebacker. I think we're pretty set on what's going to happen on the defensive line. Brian Brzee is a rookie. He's going to come in and he's going to be a starter there in the middle, or he's going to get a lot of snaps. It's going to be a good rotation. Um, and then you're going to see uh, Cam Jordan and Carl Granderson get a lot of defensive end snaps. Whoever's that third linebacker, which again, we haven't seen Jalen Smith yet. He literally signed on Thursday. So no telling what he's going to look like. But that kind of makes me feel better. Um, We've got Zach Bond, who was drafted out of Wisconsin as basically a 3-4 stand-up rush the passer, and he's been – they've now for four years tried to make him a linebacker. He has had success. He Two years ago had one of the best preseason games I've ever seen from any player, and then he's never played like that again. So there's a few things going on. Uh, uh, Nephi Sewell, whose uh, brother is in the league, has been really good and looks like he's flashing, but it's going to be – probably a backup of, of, of someone, unless it's Jalen Smith, of somebody that we don't know and uh, you know, is going to have a potential to maybe play. I mean, uh, Caden Ellis was this guy last year who was our first guy up. He earned himself a huge contract from the Falcons by playing great when Pete Werner went down. So um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on it because either one of our linebackers could miss some time. What do you think a successful preseason debut looks like for the Saints? Next well, week, we're going to get out of the way with the most obvious thing, which is health. <laughs> let's, yep. let's let's be healthy. Um, you know, the, the big thing that we can't simulate and that Derek Carr has not done yet. Um, he's got to hear uh, his offensive court. I want I want the, no timeouts, uh, very minimal timeouts. I don't want um, penalties for the time clock running out. I want good communication. So between plays, we're needing the play to get into Carr, and then we're needing him to get his calls out there, um, get the offense set over and over again that's the one thing that we that they haven't played a game so you can only simulate that so much in practice with your own team so i really want to see that smoothness of plays getting in and getting out with with a good time on the time clock i think that's the best thing um we're really happy that Derek carr is a quarterback that calls his own protections um we have not had that since drew Brees left so that's taking a lot of pressure off our offensive line allowing them to actually just do their job and block so we want to see how that communication goes um, and then how this offensive line is working together because it's uh, kind of changed around a little bit. So, And let's just wrap up with what What do you think the Saints record is going to be this year? How, how do you see their season playing out? So I'll just say so the Saints do have the easiest um, uh, schedule in football. Like as rated by everybody that's put out schedule rankings and all that, they have the easiest schedule in football. And I think the NFC South is terrible. Um, I think there's a case to be made that the three best quarterbacks in the NFC South play for the Saints with uh, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill. Now, that may change in the future with some of the young guys, but right now, those might be the three best quarterbacks in the NFC South. Um, I, I think that double-digit wins is going to make sense. I think that 10 is probably what comes out. I can look at the schedule, and it's really hard to not find 11 wins. Having said that, I know that things get crazy, so 10 is kind of the number I'm sitting on, but 11 is not going to surprise me. Um, some of that being the start of the year, there's going to be a lot of gelling to happen while we have a pretty easy schedule and we play a, a terrible division. 
I think by the end of the year, we're actually earning those wins being better than other teams. And so 10 wins. So you've got them going 10 and seven. What do you think that means for their playoff chances? And how do you see that part of the season playing out once they, once they get there? Yeah, I think they'll be the third seed. Um, there's a potential for the second seed. I'm not sure. Listen, the, the oh, there's a whole so so much uh, um, competition in the AFC, and the teams at the top of the NFC are really ho- easy to question. Um, I, I don't know what Brock Purdy is. I know that their defense is good. I have no idea what that guy is. A quarterback. Yes, he played good for half a season when nobody knew what he was. I don't know if he's going to be good this year. And it's really I've seen a lot of quarterbacks be really good for eight to ten games and then disappear um i think the eagles have a lot going on i think their defense is going to be pretty good this year but i could see their offense having having problems i'm i i'm not sure how much i believe in their quarterback um i've seen him play really bad and then i've seen an i've seen an eagles quarterback dominate a season and then run himself out of the league over the next four years um which is what carson Wentz did yep I, I, and I, so neither one of those guys i'm too salty on I like Dak Prescott, but the disrespect that he's getting in Dallas, and I think the Tony Pollard uh, bell cow running back thing is not going to work for them. So I could see them falling apart. And I also think their defense is pretty light. Um, so I, I think that you, you any any team can squeak out, get 11, maybe a 12th win. It's real easy to be be a number one seed. I'd say the Saints are going to be coming as the number three seed. Of course, get a home uh, a home game, um, and then and then anything can happen. I think that by the end of the year, I really see if there's any health. I see this team gelling together and and being dangerous enough with the the right mix of offense and defense um, to, to to beat anybody in the NFC. So, one more question. Um, part of the fun of the preseason is predicting surprise cuts and trying to figure out which, if any, of the UDFA's are going to make the team. You know. Yeah. Over here in Chargerland, we've always got at least one or two UDFAs making the, the roster. It seems like I'm not sure that's going to happen this year, but uh, give us—I'm going to put you on the spot. Give us one surprise cut and one to two UDFAs who you think might pop in the preseason and earn their way onto the roster at the end of the, at the end of the day. Well, I'll give you the surprise cut that I don't know if I necessarily believe in, but it would be a huge like surprise cut. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my surprise cut as Jimmy Graham, because um, there's been such a story about him signing. He's been playing great. Um, I could see Jimmy Graham having an injury over the next month. He took off an entire year of football for a reason. Um, so I I, w- I would say that, and we're pretty deep at tight end. We have potentially four tight ends making the team, and then also Taysom Hill, <laughs> um, who, who runs a lot of tight ends. So so I'll say Jimmy Graham. I think that one of we're going to have one name at tight end that gets cut, um, whether it's him or um, uh, Jesse James, something like that. So I'll, I'll say Jimmy Graham just for the, for the, for the clicks. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, there's a guy that I would love to see make the team, a guy named Nick Anderson, who's a, um, a linebacker out of Tulane. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a damn football player. His problem is he's like five ten. He's, he's never going to be a linebacker in football. Um, probably, but the saints are the team that is known for, um, undrafted free agents, making, making, uh, making it. Um, we, we, we do, we go into training camp and if you beat out somebody, it doesn't matter when you were drafted and what you got paid, like you're going to make the team. So, um, you know, I think that there's, there's between him and a couple of guys, but we'll say Nick Anderson, I'd, it'd be a good story he's from new Orleans, 
went to Tulane and um, it's a long shot, but let's, let's say Nick Anderson, because we need somebody to step up and be a big player at linebacker. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. You want to tell everybody where they can find you and your podcast on Twitter? Yeah. So the, the, the podcast is, is it Twitter? Is it X? What are we calling X? It what whatever. We, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at uh, our, our podcast is at Dome Patrol PCAST. And then personally, my um, Twitter handle is at Hudat Wesley 13, 1 3. It is 1 3, not 13. Well, that just about does it for our very first episode of the walkthrough. Uh, Wesley, thank you again for joining us. You were great. Really appreciate the time. Appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. If, uh, let's let's keep this going. If we play each other uh, um, in, in a regular season over the next few years, let's uh, get together and, and, and do these. It's fun. Definitely. More than happy to do it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of the walkthrough. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for good health for both teams and at least an interesting preseason game. So thanks, everybody. We will see you next time.